everybody it's the smiling homeschooler with todd i don't know where ben is well i do uh he uh is at fair at the county fair uh with his family and we thought we'd get together but he just couldn't make it because you know those those corn dogs and uh chickens and all the other things there do take up some time and you know in our family i i grew up where you went to the fair like for one one evening out of the summer and uh even as a kid my dad used to work at the indiana state fair uh he was a school teacher and he was a in charge of the printing department at the indiana state fair so he would have a little badge and we would go and uh he'd take each of his kids one night separately and uh those were magical times as we went to the goodings million dollar midway and rode some tram around the fairgrounds but then as a dad we would just go to our little county fair again one night out of the week and out of the summer and we would get a snack you know a corn dog or which is like the perfect food at a county fair and we'd go through the cow barn the horse barn the llama barn the sheep barn the pig barn and walk through the merchant's tent and get three bumper stickers and peanuts and and then we'd go home. Uh, but now, uh, when Ben married his wife, Rissa, who was a fair girl and grew up doing the county fair and showing all kinds of animals, um, and then Sam married McKenna, who's a fair girl, uh, they are like the fair family. And then Ike married Carolyn, who's a fair girl. And uh, so they are there like all week, and it's a big deal. And, um, uh, so we haven't been this year yet, or haven't been this week, uh, but Ben's there and he's, uh, doesn't think he can get back this evening. So he said, dad, could you handle it yourself? So I'm going to try to do that. Uh, I'm seeing if I can do anything else here. Um, and, uh, and so what I thought we'd do is, uh, answer some questions. Now, this is kind of a, uh, scary thing to do because I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't have Ben's wisdom. And usually Ben kind of reels me in uh, and uh, keeps me from saying too extreme of things. He's kind of like his mom in that. And it's good because I need that. So I am on my own and capable of saying anything. So let me just say right now, the views of Todd Wilson are not necessarily the views of this show. So anything he says, don't hold us responsible. But I should say, uh, we are thankful for our super duper sponsor, Teaching Textbooks, and uh, we cannot go on and on and on about Teaching Textbooks enough. Um, not only do they have an amazing curriculum, it was founded by two amazing guys whose heart is for education and for your children and for family. Um, so you would be doing yourself a great service by using Teaching Textbooks. It has uh, made such a difference in our lives, in our homeschool. And I'll tell you, I knew teaching textbooks was special. I don't know if I've ever shared this. Um, but I remember one time my, my daughter was having a tea party. And maybe I have shared this before. Was having a tea party with her friends. Um, and she would do it monthly. And they would have a little theme. And um, she was with her friends. And that might be three or four of them in our dining room, sitting in our dining room table. And as I was walking by, I heard them talking about their favorite little characters in teaching textbooks, like they were talking about some movie star. And I thought, 
what have we created where our my daughter and her friends um where they they sit around talking not about boys but about teaching textbook characters guys buddies i think they call them um so if you want to you know if you want to struggle through math go ahead keep doing what you're doing but if you want to break and want to do something maybe a better easier way check out teaching textbooks and i also want to say thank you to um, our sponsor uh homeschooling today magazine um i know these usually come in the middle but hey i'll forget to do it so uh we just want to thank you thank you teaching teaching textbooks we want to just thank uh homeschooling today magazine that has been a vital part uh of sharing the same mission that we have um you know there are a lot of different resources out there a lot of great resources but um teaching i'm going to say it again not teaching textbooks even though they're great um but homeschooling today magazine really is is for the heart of the the homeschooling mom or the parent and wants to see them uh, to focus on relationship and all the beauties of homeschooling their children while they have them home. So uh, if you haven't checked out their free online digital version for this month uh, or for this uh, quarter, you should. Um, again, Homeschooling Today um, magazine, it's amazing. They have seasonal guides that uh, look incredible. So, And it's all free, so go check it out. Okay, so here's what I thought we'd do today um, or tonight. Uh, again, Ben's not here, so I can do whatever I want. Um, I thought uh, I asked some questions on uh, our Facebook page today, and I said, just thinking about tonight's podcast, what is something that is weighing heavily on your mind or a question you have about homeschooling that needs to be answered? And I said, we may talk about it tonight. So uh, I think there were like 20 some, 29 comments. Some of them are just like, yeah, me too. So we don't really need to answer those, but um, I'm gonna make it, see if I can do them all. Uh, again, they're not all gonna have real long answers. And some of them, uh, there may be a couple that I'm not gonna answer because I think we could probably give them a whole, uh, a whole uh, episode and get someone in here who knows a lot more than I do. But here's the first one from Stephanie. Um, it says the amount of former public, the amount of former public school teachers who are trying to make new homeschoolers think they need their guidance for homeschooling when us vets know they don't, or veterans, uh, unless she is a veterinarian. And then they actually try to make money off them. You know, I understand your consternation, Stephanie, um, because you know, it always amazes me how many people who teach for a living think they know more about our kids than we do. That is not true. You know your kids better than anybody else. Don't let anyone, including me, tell you something about teaching your children. Yeah, we can give you ideas and we can give you thoughts. I, I remember I was at a camp one time and they brought in an expert who was a public school teacher. She had been a public school teacher for like I don't know, 20 or 30 years. And she was talking to us. She was there to give us tips about homeschooling. And, you know, as she was going through these things, they all sounded like someone talking about a, a, a schoolroom setting. And I, I wasn't feeling real good about it. And then someone had said, well, how many kids do you have? And she says, well, I don't have any kids, but I do have some cats. And I kind of looked around like, does anybody else listening to this? And I wanted to say, then you should be giving us advice about having cats, not about how to teach our kids. Because again, I talked to the last homeschool conference I was at. 
uh, some public school teachers or private school teachers who said, you know, we homeschool our kids now. Everything we did before, nothing prepared us for teaching our children. So again, don't you let those school teachers who do it for a living try to make you feel guilty or to or to tell you what you need to do. Uh, you know, again, I know people who tell parents that, um, and yet they can, if they homeschooled, they wouldn't be able to do it themselves. Okay. This is from Christine. Uh, she says, finishing strong. I guess that's the title. I've been homeschooling for 23 years. Uh, we've graduated six kids and have four left to finish. Who has a lot of kids? The smaller my classroom gets, the harder it is for me to be motivated. Also, trying to help with my grandkids and be available for my grown daughters as they are standing, starting families, but also focusing on my school-age kids. It's hard. Uh, and Nicole said, ditto for me. And really, my wife, Debbie, would say, ditto, ditto, ditto for me, too, because we feel we're kind of in that same ballpark. You know, we've graduated six of our eight children. We have two left. Um, we have grandchildren. We have, uh, you know... Uh, in-laws and and daughters who are married and sons who are married and we're trying to do all that together and and my wife would say yeah but I feel like we're our little kids are kind of getting lost in the shuffle maybe aren't getting some of the same attention that our big kids got Christine I'm telling you your little kids your school-age kids are still getting an, an amazing education um and it's and it's great not because you're able to give them as maybe not as much, you know, what other in math or those other subjects, or even your school probably looks differently, but you're showing them how family works. I mean, what a great classroom to have grandkids there or to show them that life is not an intrusion on school, but it is part of school. You're teaching them how to uh, be a part of something bigger than themselves, how to be flexible, how to be responsible, um, you're also continuing to not homeschool, but you're continuing to to lead your your older children as well. You're 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 teaching them some important things. So Christine and Nicole and my wife Debbie, you're doing an amazing job. Now I don't know how to you know to encourage you not to feel guilty because you're probably still going to feel guilty. Um, but I'm going to guess maybe your husband is encouraging you and the truth. Would you listen to him and keep doing what you're doing? Um, yeah, I get it. You know, my wife will say, yeah, but how do we, you know, do some of the same things with my little kids? I still want to have those reading times. They're just going to be different. Your, your younger kids are not going to have the same memories that your older kids had and vice versa. And that's okay. Um, here's from Karen. Uh, she says, you know, she wants an engaging curricula. Uh, to help a high schooler when too many books to read are killing the motivation. The student says moving uh, continuously helps her listen better. You know, I'm guessing that you're thinking, okay, how do, how do we, we need to get serious because you're going to hear this later. We need to get serious because we're in the high school years and, you know, we have to read these textbooks and, uh, you know, we've got lots to do and it's killing the motivation. Um, again, that's because some pointed head expert told us that when we get to the high school years, we need to really buckle down and we need to be serious about what we're teaching them. I'm telling you, high school years are the best years to let them be engaged in the things that are engaging to them. I'm going to take 
video games out of that equation because i know and some moms will say yeah but i read articles that video games are the best way to to teach baloney they're not they're it's not true um so we'll just leave that aside um but you know there are so many other things to when your kid's a high school schooler to help them enjoy the things they're good at so if i have a daughter or a son who's good in you know biology maybe i'll let them spend most of their time in biology biology things or science things and we're not going to spend as much time in in art you know because they can't draw uh or maybe we're not going to worry so much about writing or maybe if they're they like to write maybe we're going to just let them write all the time and not worry about biology so who cares about the parts of a plant um and i know that goes against everything Everybody else, all the experts will tell you, they'll say, well, your kids need to know those things. Again, it's time that somebody says, why? And no, I'm not gonna do it. Um, so, uh, you know, it says the student says moving continuously helps her listen better, then let her move. That's the beauty of homeschooling. Um, you know, I have a friend who his desk is on a treadmill, you know, and he just does the treadmill thing. I mean, that's okay. Uh, we don't have to do it their way. Um, this is from Leslie. Healthy relationships for moms and teenage sons. My son is at a Christian music camp this week, and it kind of scares me how much I don't like uh, don't like him being gone. I know I can't keep my kids at home forever, but 18, 19 years is not long enough. He's only 16, so neither he or I are ready for him to leave, but still. And then some smiley faces and hearts. Um, I get that, Leslie. Um, but here's the really cool thing. When it's time for him to go, you'll be ready. Not that you're ready for him to leave and like, well, it's time that you left our house, but that it will just feel right. So I wouldn't worry about it, even though I'm just like you. I, you know, I put myself in those days where he's graduating or she's graduating and I get all choked up. But actually, when it actually comes, I bet you're not going to feel it like you think you will, because this is what you've been doing for all these years. You preparing them to be on their own, to have a family of our of his own, so he can enjoy his family like you're enjoying us. So Leslie, just enjoy these days. Um, you know, I'll remind you again. He's 16 now. I'll remind you again when he's 17 or 18 when you're ready for him to be gone. Uh, how you felt now because you'll need that reminder. Here's from Laura: How to balance the different age grade levels? They're all so little and are all still need many individual undivided attention, but there is only one of me. I know my wife would say she felt a lot of that. And that's why my wife did a lot of um, school together. So Ben, who's our oldest, um, he and Sam would do kind of school together. And Ike and Abe would do school kind of together. And Cal and Jed do school together because they're kind of, you know, just a year or two apart. Um, uh, so, you know, that's not an easy thing to balance, but I do love uh, when we can do some of those things together. Whether So my wife, and she would have better ideas than I, but she would do like reading together. So they would do their devotion together. They do reading of stories together. And then they would split off and one would go do his math while another one did keyboarding or typing, um, you know, and then the other one would come back and do keyboarding and the other one, or even now uh, with a 16 and 14 year old, they start off their day with um, a devotion and they do Word Watch, World Watch, which is a 10, 15 minute video um, streaming video that they love and they do that all together and then they kind of go their different ways 
Um, but again, you know, the beauty of homeschooling is if you have a tiny little baby and that baby needs some extra attention that day, that's okay. What a great way to be taught um, that you're not the center of the universe, that, you know, that little kids are part of an amazing life. So Stephanie, uh, what would you say to the mothers concerned about their children not having a credit diploma and are concerned about their ch children getting good jobs? I'd say just toss that one out the window. You do not need to worry about an accredited diploma. Stephanie or any of those other moms, you know, I don't know who has been selling us this bunch of bunk, but it is just that. That is, they don't even care about our accredited diploma. You know, uh, that is a fear that is fostered by I think homeschoolers that we talk about that and then it becomes codified and we think, oh, you know, our, I mean, when we had our uh, first, um, and we've talked about this before, when Ben graduated, my wife's like, well, what do we do for a diploma? I said, well, you just print one off the printer. And she goes, you can't do that. And I said, yeah, you can. You just get one off the internet and you print it off and then you sign it. She goes, you cannot do that. And I said, well, then go to HSLDA. They sell some. I know they sell some. She goes, yeah, but they're going to want all these things. And I'm like, honey, all they're going to want is your credit card information. And guess what? She got one and she put it on there. I was even talking to the guys who did teaching textbooks and they started, they had a charter school where they uh, had all these people who went to Harvard and Yale and Juilliard School of Music. And she and he told me, we got our diplomas from Kinko's, <laughs> you know, and all those worked. Your kids are going to be amazing. And talk about getting good jobs. Homeschoolers are going to take over the world, not because they're so smart but because they show up four or five days in a row and no one else does because they work. And that is a huge difference between, uh, you know, between our kids and the rest of the world. So Stephanie, don't worry about it. Moms, don't worry about it. Just throw that little one away. Jessica says, how do you, do they graduate from each level in elementary high school? How do they get into college? Jessica, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I don't know where we got this, um, but it's just like this self-perpetuating myth that they have to cross this magical barrier and there is no magical barrier. You know, you get to decide if they've achieved, you know, that level. So when your kids are done with elementary school and you think, hey, they've learned everything they need to go, we're moving on to the next one. Maybe that's not third to fourth grade. Maybe that's not fourth to fifth grade. Maybe that's just from, you know, easier stuff to a little bit harder stuff until they're all the way done. And you think, okay, I've taught them everything I can do. And so they, then if they, if God has the, puts it, you know, puts before them the, the plan to go to college, they will get in to college. Now, is your kid uh, going to get into Harvard? Probably not. Um, you know, unless there's some kind of super amazing smart kid with a lot of money with the last name of Kennedy or Bush, uh, they're not going to get in unless there's some minority that, you know, that has like three different things to, to the back of their name. Um, but that's okay. Is that what, is that what we want our kids to do is to get into Harvard? Not, I wouldn't, you know, or oh, how about um, other college institutions? You know, if we want to get them into those, you can get into them. Your kids can get into them. Say they're not totally ready you know, the time they graduate from high school and you didn't teach them something or they didn't want to take something, that's okay if they have to wait a year or two 
and then take some of those other to get that's a good thing that's not a bad thing so again you don't have to be afraid if your kids are supposed to be in college they're going to get into college again if you have the money you'll get in um college is super competitive and uh they want your kids probably more than you want your kids to go there um uh elaine she asked the balance how do you i guess balance between meeting the state requirements for credits to graduated uh, versus teaching stuff they will actually use and remember um and some other moms said the same thing uh you know this is an interesting one and i i even did a little research um i saw that elaine lives in montana um and i was looking at the montana um school uh requirements you can find them um hslda uh they will also give you some requirements for every state uh i was looking at those because sometimes and not being down on hslda but sometimes uh hslda sometimes requires or or insinuates that they need a little more than the state required um so i like to go back to the state requirements um because uh you know that's what the, if they say we recommend, that's not a requirement. That's a recommendation, not the same thing. So for Montana, they have to just file a notice of intent to the school. You can do that. There's a, an attached thing. You have to keep an immunization record. I don't even get this one, um, but they have medical religious exemptions. You can click that. Um, provide the required hours of instruction. And this just blows me away. Uh, the state requirement is if you have your kid in half day kindergarten, they have to do like 360 hours of instruction. That's a half day, full day kindergarten, they have to do 720. But uh, any uh, grades over one to three, they have to do 720 hours, which is four hours a day for 180 days, or they receive at least 1,080 hours of instruction for school fiscal year, that's an entire year from four to 12, which is six hours a day. I'm telling you, there should not be a mom who does formal school for four to six hours a day. There's just, that is a waste of everybody's time. Um, but are there things that you can count for four to six hours a day? You bet. What about um, when you, or the kids are outside? Yep, I would count that. How about when the kids are digging that hole that your husband asked them to dig? I'd count that. How about when they're working in the garden? I'd count that. How about when they're just, you're just instructing them how to be kind and how to uh, work together? I didn't count that. How about when they have a little kid? Um, ooh, I just got a really good thing here. Um, I would count that, you know? Uh, I would not be afraid of those hours and think it has to look like school. You, as a parent, get, a re get to uh, determine what those are. It says, teach the required subjects, you know, in Montana. So you have English, mathematics, social studies, science, health, arts, and career education. You get to decide all that. It doesn't tell you any of those. It doesn't tell you what you have to do. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't, or you don't have to uh, report to anybody. Don't put more things on yourself than, than are already there uh, or, or things that are not required. Um, uh, so teaching stuff that they will actually use and remember. I mean, that's what I want for my kids. And I would count it, it all. Um, they are going to uh, use lots of stuff that is not going to be in a textbook. Um, so I'm going to let you work that out, Elaine. Uh, but you don't have to be fearful of that. Uh, uh, Sandy said, what would be the best way to make sure my high schooler is learning everything he needs? Oh, it's Sandy. I've never seen that name before, Sandy. 
what's the best way to make sure your high schooler is letting, learning everything he needs? You get to determine that. So if you think it's a good idea that your child learns how to, uh, your high schooler learns how to replace a flat tire, then that's what I would have them learn. If you think the Pythagorean theorem is essential, which I don't, then have them learn that. If you don't, then don't worry about it. You know, you get to determine that. And Cindy, again, that takes a lot of bravery, but you can do it. If you need some more of that bravery, again, uh, Homeschooling Today magazine, they're, uh, they're uh, really trying to encourage you to be brave as you homeschool. Um, this is from my good friend, Annette. She says, how do we work full-time in homeschool? Annette, I'm not going to answer that because you already seem like you're doing a great job doing that. Um, but I think we should have someone come in uh, and maybe talk about that. Maybe it could be you. Uh, but you also asked a second question. How do you determine when it, what, when it is in, I can't even read. How to determine when it is enough? How, how do, how do, how do, should we define enough? Again, this is, you get to decide this. But if you ask this question, I think they've learned enough, then they've learned enough. Um, you're super smart. I know Annette's super smart. And I know you other moms are super smart. Um, if you think they've completed enough, then they have completed enough. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Just be brave and do it. Um, Rebecca said, uh, homeschooling with other families. Uh, like which things are good shared and which things are best done solo, pros and cons. I know Rebecca uh, probably would like me to have this big, long list, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big, long list guy. I don't do pros and cons, um, but I like the idea of homeschooling with other families, except um, when it becomes school. You know, that's what school is when you take all your kids, put them with a bunch of other kids from other families. And then they're, then they're, uh, then you're, you're really not homeschooling. Um, so, uh, uh, so I do think there are some things that I want to keep just my family, um, you know, which might be reading books or, uh, or struggling through a lot of these other things. Um, but there are some things that I think, you know, it is more fun to go on a field trip with a bunch of other kids when we go out into the woods and play. And I know Rebecca has, they do prairie school, which how cool is that sounding? I think that's a great thing. Um, but I know that, um, you know, one of the beauties of homeschooling is that I want to have my kids home. If you feel like your kids are gone all the time and one of the moms later, that's part of her question, um, then, you know, then I would reel that back. Um, I would make it a supplement, something that we add to, not something that takes away from our home time. Um, that'd be a good, another good thing to talk about. This is La Larissa. She says, I know you talked about not worrying about falling behind, but it's usually geared towards small kids. How about when you get to high school age kids and you're worried about graduation and college requirements? This makes, makes, this makes me lay awake at night. And uh, Kristen and, uh, and Cheryl, they all said the same thing. Um, you know, I can't help you in this, except because you said, you know, I know you've talked about not worrying about falling behind. It's not just geared to small kids. It's geared to all kids of all ages. Your kids are not behind. Your kids are just where they're supposed to be. What about if they're not reading as well as other kids? That's okay. That's just who they are. Um, you know, I would not be afraid. I would just do what you're doing. Uh, and I bet you it's an amazing, an amazing job. So uh, Larissa, get some other 
homeschool friends to keep encouraging you like some of these moms who um uh uh who commented um you know like uh uh kristen said you know high school is a whole other level of stress anxiety and perspective again i think we have been fed a lie that says it has to be harder uh you know mm -hmm. someone said recently uh they said oh debbie's so relaxed when she homeschools and i'm like she is not a relaxed person that's not her natural bent but i'll tell you what she has come to a perspective after homeschooling for a while that she has chosen what is, matters and what does not and that takes a lot of bravery um so be brave uh larissa and talking speaking about debbie um i just have the pleasure of having my wife come in here right now um and uh because i wanted her to at, uh, answer one of the questions this is from victoria and you're gonna have to walk over here debbie and do it because i'm gonna step away for just a second um but victoria said for me my biggest struggle has been dealing with tiredness hormonal disbalances that made me so irritable and lack of self-motivation as a homeschool mom those things had me feeling besieged, defeated, and guilty. Eventually, I ended up putting my boys in school, but I still desired a homeschool help. And Vivian said, I hear you and feel you on the hormones, tiredness, lacks of motivation. Um, so I'm going to ask Debbie, and she came here very kindly, and I'm going to give her the uh, opportunity to answer this question. So just talk right there. Okay. Hey. Um... So I can totally relate to the hormonal disbalances, um, probably for a lot, a lot of years, but especially the last 10 to 12, I've had um, pretty severe issues with that. Uh, even as recently as last Thursday, um, I had a, it was called a Dutch plus hormone test, which I highly recommend. I've had other spit tests and things like that but this test is extremely comprehensive. And so, um, for instance, um, for estrogen, for me, it showed that I was making enough estrogen. So my tank was full, but, um, the test is so broken down and extensive. It shows that I'm not metabolizing any of it. So I'm not, uh, reaping any of the benefits from it. And it looks like I'm starved from it, even though, um, some tests would show that I was full in that department. So anyway, all that to say, um, those things can be addressed. I wish someone would have told me years earlier that the things I was feeling and the lack of motivation and the exhaustion was something not right in my body. I just assumed it was because I had so many kids. Um, but I have autoimmune thyroid issues. I have Hashimoto's and so it's, it's a big deal. It really affects a lot of things. And I would super highly encourage you if you have not been to like a functional doctor or even a naturopath or an integrative doctor, don't go the normal route. You will not get anywhere. Um, and it'll be frustrating. Um, but those other kinds of doctors, they approach it from a total different, um, in a total different way. And they get to the root of the issues. There's a reason um, that you're having hormonal disbalance. And, um, I would just encourage you to not stay there and not stay in that place feeling that way, because there are things that can improve it and help it. Um, somebody told me about functional medicine years ago, 
And I just kind of filed it in the back of my head. And then um, one day I really, really needed help. And I pulled that out and looked into it. And it's been a huge blessing. Um, they're, they're regular medical doctors that are fed up with the system and fed up with people just being, um, what's the word, just being medicated for their symptoms. And this gets to the root causes and addresses the um, root needs and how to correct those issues. So I hope that encourages you. Don't ignore it. Don't just think you're going to end up getting through it some way, somehow get help um, because they can totally, you know, mess with your life in a big way. So. Hey, Debbie, before you go, um, she also said, you know, she's put her kids in school, um, but she still desires to homeschool. Do you have to be healed before you, before you homeschool your kids? I mean, can you, can you work through both of them at the same time? I mean, obviously, I mean, her heart still says, I want my kids home. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, uh, why you did that because you feel like such a failure and you feel so, um, like you said, I think you said the word defeated and guilty. Um, I don't, I think you can still homeschool for sure. Um, but I think you just have to modify how you do things and you have to, um, pick stuff. That's something they can do on their own more, uh, things that don't involve you as much, maybe have less requirements of them even, and just give yourself a year to work on yourself while you're still homeschooling, but in a relaxed way, more relaxed way than maybe you did before so that you have time to, um, work on some of the things you have to do to get your health back up. But I think it's definitely possible because I've done it and I've been in some really hard, bad places health-wise. So it's possible. And, um, if you're feeling like you want to bring them back home, I would do that, but not, not, um, at the same time of just ignoring yourself, I would address your needs as well. And not doing school the same way. Right. That you might if you didn't feel that way. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to adjust how you're doing school. Um, for example, I have two teenage boys and, you know, this year for science, um, we watched YouTube videos by a couple um, really good guys that have good programs. Um, I don't know what age your kids are, so I won't mention them here, but if you, if you want access to that information, just, um, email Todd or whatever, but, or in like for history, we watched videos. Um, it was called, um, Dave Raymond's American history. But if you have younger kids, there's other things you can do that are just, you know, changes that maybe won't even cost anything. Um, and just pick things that aren't as labor intensive and that you can, um, you know, still kind of watch over and stuff for your kids, but uh, just streamline it somehow and make it easier. I don't know if this is on video. No, it's not on video. Okay, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, honey. Um, that was that was awesome. I was glad she said that, and she has so much uh, wisdom. But, uh, you know, she can understand exactly how you feel. Um, just a couple more it says, uh, this is from Corey. When you have multiple children of different ages, say 14 down to two, trying to balance school, household duties, act, afternoon activities, dance ball, uh, and still feel like you're spending time as a family, uh, and with your kids, or is it just very busy 
season and I have to get over it. Thinking about doing absolutely no extracurricular in the fall so we can slow down. I miss laid back homeschooling like we had when everyone was smaller and we had freedom to go on hikes and field trips, trying to navigate feeling this way just because the olders are old enough that school is a bit more serious, especially in junior high school. where when everyone was in elementary or not in school felt free to have play days and more fun. I miss having fun. And she goes on, um, you know, uh, Nicole said she's feeling the same way. And uh, Cheryl said the same thing. Uh, you know, again, I think we, we get scared in the high school years. Um, and there's just a lot of, I think, feel like bad advice um, in lots of areas. Um, even, you know, and what we expose our kids to, I know people say, well, you got to, sh- you got to share with them the birds and the bees early on. And I'm like, why, why do you have to do that at s- such and such age? Why can't we wait till they're ready? You know, the same thing in high school. Why do we have to make it serious? It doesn't have to be serious. Um, it is just like teaching your little kids only at a different level. You know, we get to let them enjoy the things that they're good at. Don't let others ruin your homeschool experience. Um, Yeah, you know, I would do what you think you want to do. If you want to reel it back in and say, hey, we're not going to do as much, then don't do as much. Um, uh, You know, but you get to decide that. Uh, I know, again, sometimes uh, we think our kids are going going to complain and kick and scream. And sometimes we avoid those things. But maybe... uh, Maybe, you know, they just want us to take the lead and pull them out of some of those things uh, because we know it's right. Um, You did talk about uh, uh, seasons. There are seasons, you know, and um, uh, I wish we could because I'm the type who once you find a sweet season, I want to stay there forever. Um, But it just doesn't work that way. Uh, But this season can be a sweet season too. And I think we get in trouble or I get in trouble when I, uh, when I'm, um, uh, not very flexible. Uh, what I need to say is this is a, this is a good season too. Um, so anyway, um, I'm with you. I'm with you, Victoria. Uh, how about, uh, Jama? She said, or Jama, she said, should Christian homeschoolers have blended co-ops? And then she has in parentheses, uh, you know, public school, charter school, non-believers, etc. Um, Jema or Jema <laughs> or Jame or Jema? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I would, I probably would have had a different answer. Uh, you know, like a year ago, I would have said no. Christians should have their own. But you know, I, I know of a, a co-op that that's using their co-op to reach out to some unbelievers. Um, and they're saying, we're going to allow them to be a part of it um, so that they can be influenced by us. I think that's very intentional. I would never say that was bad. Um, is that something we would want in our co-op? Probably not. Because, you know, what I want in my co-op, uh, I'm not using it for a time of outreach. I want my kids to be surrounded by other Christian kids who are on the same page, you know, who's who... The, it's not really an option whether they're going to be homeschooled or not. I want my wife and my wife wants this, you know, where she's encouraged by other Christian homeschoolers to um, do it in a way that pleases God. So she's being encouraged in what she already believes. So, uh, you know, 
I'm not sure what the answer is, but, uh, but I think God will make it clear to you. And I'll tell you what I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm still recording. Woo! I was a little nervous there. Um, we just did this whole thing. We're going to have to do it again. Um, but I would not feel any guilt. Like, oh, people are saying, oh, you got to include everybody. You know, yeah, this is, this is not, this is not church. A homeschool co-op uh, is really um, what you want it to be. So you decide. So, hey, uh, I just want to thank you for all your questions. I uh, hope we did a, a we. I can't even blame. Well, I could blame my wife, but she did an amazing job. I hope I answered your questions. Um, we're going to deal with a couple of those maybe in some uh, their own segments. Uh, but I just appreciate what you're doing. And again, I hope you're enjoying the summer, not spending too much of your thinking time thinking about the coming school year. In fact, I don't even want to say the S word. Uh, you just enjoy your summer, enjoy your kids, don't stress out. Again, God made you smart enough, and God gave your children exactly the mom they needed. So uh, with that, have a great rest of the week. And if you're close to your county fair, go to your go visit your county fair, have a corn dog or a snow cone, maybe an elephant ear. And of course, don't forget to smile. <laughs>